Hello everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and I hope you're ready for one good as hell episode today. Today we have Hannah Daigle, the creator behind the hilarious animated sensation, Satina. She was fun to talk to and definitely one of the best conversations I've had on the podcast, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. If you do, make sure to support her and all of Scumhouse Studios in the links below. While you're at it, feel free to like and share the podcast, subscribe if you want to see more episodes like this, and comment your favorite part below. Also, follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Uh, also, am I, am I uh, uh, cutting out for you at all? Because I, my internet is not the best, but... Uh- I, I hope it can. There was a moment there, but like at the same time, like for the most part, it's been solid. If you do cut out at any point, I'll just ask you to just repeat that little bit, and I can just easily splice that in there. Trust me, I'll be probably yeah, having sure this, I'll be probably having the same issues on my end as well because my internet is also not the best. So, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it it helps. I mean, it didn't really help whenever the modem is on the complete opposite end of the house, and I have to use a. Uh, like a, basically a booster to make sure I have enough Wi-Fi signal to where it doesn't cut out like the feed five different times in a podcast. <laughs> oh my god, that's the exact same situation I'm in right now. Oh, I have to there. use a repeater uh, yeah, in my kitchen, and my my bedroom's like right on the end of the the end of the house. So <laughs> uh, the struggle with internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you understand what it's like then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh that's my god, good. I, I had yeah, to, yeah. I had to get the repeater because it's like. I did a little, basically a crash test dummy episode with a, a close friend of mine. The guy's name is Salvador Salcido, graphic designer. Um, but it's like, whenever I wanted to do this, I wanted to see if it would work. And I'm not joking. Like, there was at least five or six different times. And there was a, a legit moment to where I just smacked this crappy little desk that I'm on. Because I was so frustrated. <laughs> it was like, I just want to oh, make man. sure this works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. It's very frustrating. Nah, it is what it is. And I mean, I've worked out most of the kinks at this point so i mean it, it's it's That's good so the only one that i haven't worked out and it's only like appeared for the past month or so there are times to where like about 45 minutes or an hour into a podcast mm. discord just wants to restart for no apparent reason like oh god <laughs> like yeah they do that a lot when they update and it's very strange because they don't notify you it just seems to break down and then they're like Okay, actually, you have to install an update. Sorry. Right, right. Which is is fine, (laughs) which is fine if that's the case. But I'm talking about, like, literally every single week for, like, the past month, it's happened, which is weird. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah. that is weird. So so if there's a point to where I'm just gone for a second and then instantly reappear, you know what happened and need to backtrack a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'll I'll, uh, I'll be alarmed if that happens. I'll I'll be wary. (laughs) It's one of those, again, the struggles of internets. It's like, why won't you just work the way I need you to? Yeah, I know. It's it's a whole different beast. It will not uh, bow to our whims. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's like we try to control it, but in the end, it will always control us. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, that's par for the course. Ah, <laughs> uh, goodness. Um was i gonna say i know sorry i normally i'd ask if this is like your first podcast but one earlier today i was actually listening to the Newgrounds podcast where it was like you um, oh yeah, yeah you was it shaggy that was on there as well as dave yes my yes. friend shaggy yes, yes. As the well as, third uh, one of the members of scum house yes which we will definitely talk about yeah. that a little bit um yeah sure i was gonna say like i was listening to that plus on top of that i listened to the podcast you guys actually did the pod scum yeah know, podcast. <laughs> Which, yeah, we we put out a f- one episode of that, and we're trying to put out episode two, but we're just super busy with a bunch of different things, so it's it's kind of railroaded. But um, hopefully, that should be coming out fairly soon. Um, we're like all podcast newbies, so we don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> we don't really know how to release on a schedule and stuff like that. And we re- we just recently got an audio editor. Uh, before go. that, it was like Shaggy doing everything, and he was like about to neck himself because it was just audio editing is so grueling <laughs> i i know I, I know exactly how hard audio editing is both from a pot like i said yeah. yesterday from both a podcast standpoint as well as working on short films and such audio is just yeah, a nightmare yeah. all so <laughs> absolutely and it's even worse because like i am an animator so if i have to work on something grueling like cleanup or something i can just like 
put on a, a podcast or like I can listen to something while I do it. Yeah. Audio editing, you can't you can't listen to anything. You have to give your full undivided attention to the audio you're you're yeah. listening to, and that must suck. Oh no, abs- <laughs> absolutely. It's one of those like they try to you know. So I know whenever I was in school, they had like a radio like outside playing like classic rock music or whatnot, but it's like you have to put the headphones yeah. on and like turn the volume up all the way just to like block it out. And it's just. A- <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah that's a that's a whole different set of problems yes but I'm glad you, know, you surmounted that <laughs> it is what it is i did want to say real quickly about that podscum one i just have to ask this like super quick sure. how how surreal was it yeah. for you to talk to maurice lamarche of all people for the first episode oh my god <laughs> oh my god it was surreal to talk to him first of all and second of all it was surreal to say that he actually liked us and like yeah. valued us as people <laughs> at the end of that podcast um he he emailed uh one of the people that got in that uh got us in contact with him that he was like i like these guys they're they're pretty cool and i was like oh my god thank you maurice lamarche acclaimed oh, uh, voice actor for like 40 years <laughs> yeah no joke i would i would i would kill just to have like just even a five minute conversation with any of the the legendary voice actors like that like him or rob paulson or something along the yeah. lines of that like it was it blew Definitely. my mind it blew my mind whenever i got the director of class at 3000 on it no one no oh my one, god yeah no one really knows his name, but like, if you've seen like just how, <laughs> if you've seen the work, the guy's name is Joe Horn, I should say. Um, if you've seen like okay. the work that he has done, like for years, he worked on like what was it? He worked on the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Hulk Hogan, Rock and oh Roll Wrestling. Uh, he was like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He worked on I think at least like sixty or ninety episodes of the classic Sonic the Hedgehog series. Like he was a storyboard artist for oh, that. Oh wow! Yeah, so the guy That's has really cool. The he's, guy, he's had quite a run. He's had quite the run to say the least and like the fact that he's still like he still does like personal like at least editing stuff like he's he does this thing now with like tiktok and youtube called like the future joe where he takes like mm-hmm. these older cartoons and like meshes them up with like music of all different eras or something like that to like help convey the story right. a little bit without using the old show audio so oh wow that's interesting yeah i think it i think it works well mm-hmm. so <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure. Yes. Is there anything that I need to fix at all? Does it is it coming in okay? Do oh, I am I popping? Or? It's coming in perfectly for me, like it straight up. Like, awesome. I, I don't know what microphone you're using, but it is <laughs> cool. wonderful. So, oh, thank you. I'm using a Samson CU Pro or something like that. Okay. It's it's pretty fancy. Yeah, I got it as a gift from someone, but oh, it's, uh, it's it's very high quality. It's very cool. That's good to hear. <laughs> I I can only imagine. I got yeah. this one that's like the the amazon brands and like that fifa technology <laughs> or some long lines of that i mean i don't know how it sounds to you yeah. but for me it sounded well so i mean i can hear your voice which is all i can ask for <laughs> touche <laughs> i'll have to look into yeah. that samsung one though because that like the quality on your end is incredible so oh awesome yeah i can give you a link to it I, would, if i can find it that would be very much appreciated uh, cause as a matter of fact, sure as a matter of fact, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say this. I'm actually trying to get into voice acting myself. Um, I've actually already got, uh, oh, a, cool. yeah, I actually already got uh, a couple credits thanks to interviews that I've had in the past with guests and such. Um, like there's nice. a, there's a, a video game, an indie vi- video game developer, uh, like one guy making this like, uh, Metal Gear Solid style game, but like no weapons, mm-hmm. but superpowers instead. If you kind of get one, get okay. It. But like you know, yeah, I kind of get it. After the interview, I you know I'm like you know, hey, if you want, you know, I'm trying to get the voice acting. If you need like background noise or something like that, I you know, I'm more than willing to mm-hmm. help out. And he's like, well, actually, yeah, yeah, actually, the lead guy that I have, <laughs> he had to back out through the life stuff. If you want the role, you can be the role of basically the main character of the game. And I'm like, oh my god, fucking excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite flattering. Wow. How do you think I felt? I was just hoping to get like, you know, one of the the bad guys and like maybe doing like a oof or something like that. I didn't expect to be like the main guy. I could get like that background character. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That's a really good gig. Yes. It's, it's a, what was it? Dr. His name is Dr. F. He is the chief of research. Um, (laughs) The demo, I was going to say the the demo is actually out. There's a demo out right now and the game should be coming out like later this year. And then uh, there's another part uh well actually behind me mayhem i should say mm. uh which oh had, yeah yeah they uh 
the people behind that one after the interview I did the offer and then like a week or so later the guy messaged me he's like hey so there's this character that I've had planned for a while it's supposed to be the sidekick of like the hero which is actually the antagonist in this case Mm -hmm. um if you want we would love to have you voice him and I'm like that is absolutely incredible (laughs) yeah yeah for sure so I'm trying yeah, you never, to... It's all about knowing the right people at the right time. Exactly. I'm always trying to at least get my name out there. As a matter of fact, with all these like you know roles that I got through the podcast, I've actually gone out of my way now, and I'm actually trying to like audition for stuff now. And it's still like surreal. Oh, that's great. To yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Definitely put yourself out there. That's a good I, thing to do. I'm certainly trying, and then some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yes. Anyways, shall we get started? Mm-hmm. Or shall we get to the podcast now? <laughs> I think we shall. Okay. All right, Hannah, before we get started, I must ask the icebreaker question I ask for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art opinion? Oh, my God. My most unpopular art opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Here's an, here's one I just thought of. Okay. Um, I went to art school for three years. So I recently dropped out. Rest in peace. Oh. Um, but before I dropped out... I took a an abstract art class, okay. and I know a lot of people who do not like abstract art. They're like, oh, it's just shapes on a canvas. It's stupid. It's like pretentious bullshit. Um, and I used to think that too, but I think there's a lot of value in abstract art. I really like... I, I like taking that class kind of made me appreciate the movement as a whole. Like yeah. it's, it's not really about the shapes or, or about like the pretentiousness or at least like, I don't think it is. I think it's more about deconstructing the medium and um, what humans define as art. Um, and like, you know, it's also about um, uh, displaying, put, putting a, like a urinal in, a, in an art museum and calling it art. Just to say fuck you to, to people who are like, art has to be this. Art has to be like a painting of a of of a scene from the Bible. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this guy just like puts this urinal in an art museum, and everyone's like, it just causes a revolution. I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. I, I like abstract art. Um, I think it has. I think it had value when it when it took place when mm-hmm. the movement actually took place. Um, maybe that's not like spicy as spicy as you wanted it to be. No, no, no. <laughs> actually, I, was... I hate SpongeBob. <laughs> that's probably that's a little bit more, I was no. like, that's probably a little bit more controversial and i was actually gonna mention something else but before i mentioned the thing about the spongebob i was gonna say i actually agree with you with the abstract art thing the thing that i was laughing about is yeah. so the the urinal uh piece or whatnot i know exactly what artist you're talking about you're talking about marcel duchamp yes. aren't you? yes duchamp yes, yes. um i actually, just put a lot of uh what, what was it called um there was a specific type of um like genre of art that he would do where he would just take like random pieces of trash and just like put them display them in a light where people could consider it art yeah like just the the wagon wheel or something like that oh no exactly i'm trying to remember what exactly the the name was or what off top my head i was gonna say when it comes to him in particular in high school i took like several art classes and like one of them that we had to do was like pick an artist and like research it and like make you know, clay pieces that are based on the du- the person's art. I picked Marcel Duchamp and like had to do like the, you know, the research and all stuff like that. Um, and then like, I'm, oh, I'm cool. yeah, yeah, I, uh, I live close to Atlanta. So we actually got to go to the Atlanta, like the high museum of art down mm-hmm. there. And like, they were having all the artists that we were researching, like their art was on display. And so I actually got to see like some of Marcel's, uh, like actual like pieces in front of me. I didn't see the urinal, but I saw but I saw the the shovel. You remember where he just went to like a hardware store, bought a shovel, put his name on it, put it on a string, and that was it. Yes, I saw that, that person. That was one of my favorite pieces. What a crazy guy! <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I I really like I really like bullshit like that. Like when when it's in a historical context and you know what was going on during the time, it makes it so much more impactful than mm-hmm. just looking at it like as is as what it is you yeah. know it's it's easy to just go like oh wow what a hack he just fucking bought this at a store and now he's calling it art but yeah. it's about it's about the context behind it and i know that's that makes me sound super pretentious but <laughs> it's it's an interesting movement if you if you research it is what i'm is what the point i'm trying to make absolutely i mean you say it's unpopular oh. but like it's one of those i certainly agree with it on that one the hating spongebob one oh, i kind of understand <laughs> I kind of understand. <laughs> I don't actually hate SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob very much, as, as does everybody. Like, I don't think I've met a single person who says I hate SpongeBob. You know, like there are people who don't like the re- recent SpongeBob episodes, but like that's a different story. You know, everyone, everyone, you know, like says they like SpongeBob. Yeah, whatever. I, mean, I, I just said that to uh, 
I'd be facetious. <laughs> to, to fan the flames, more or less. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I want people to argue with me on the internet very desperately. So, uh, anything. Well, I, th- I think that's right. like a hot button Let's go. to, to <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Let's throw hands. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> All right, yeah, punch me in the face, dude. Uh, I, as much as I'd like to, this monitor, this laptop is actually very nice. I don't want to mess it up just yet. Oh, okay, okay. I guess we'll not throw hands right now. Not like, right now. later. But it's one of those. Yeah. If I ever get a chance, I, I'll I'll find you. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, dude. I I did want to say real quickly though. I I I know you, you know you weren't really joking about it or how serious you were about it, but the there was a tweet that you posted about like the the fandom of SpongeBob and what Steven want or like how basically mm. like super protective that they want. I actually agree with you on that one because it's like you know. Oh like, thanks. It's one of those like because on the outside it's like I understand where people are getting from, but at the same time like most people they're saying this stuff like they knew him personally. Like mm, not everyone, yeah. like you may have been affected. You may have loved what he's done, but you, unless you've sat down with him for more than just one conversation, like you don't really know like what he wanted, what he didn't want. Like it's just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Says, it's just like, I see these comments all the time on, on like posts about like, you know, people working on the new episodes of SpongeBob, people like posting the work that they did. Oh, and, yeah. and it's like, this isn't what Steve wanted. And it's like so creepy. And yeah, it is. like, they make it so personal. It's like, you didn't know him. Like, like what you said, like, if, if you don't actually personally know him, then it's not your place to say stuff like that. It's just, it makes you seem like you have a parasocial relationship with the people that you follow uh, for your media. Yeah. You know, people have these, like, I don't know, I guess, I guess this is just a, a product of celebrity culture, but people just put, put people on pedestals and act like they're like, they dictate their quality of life when it's just like, they make cartoons, they're just doing their jobs, yeah. leave them alone. More than <laughs> I was gonna say, I actually, yep. uh, I, I, I had a former guest on the podcast who actually worked um, on SpongeBob as a production assistant, like at like the season right after Steven had passed away, and like she was telling me oh, about, wow. and she was telling me about like you know the people that worked there for basically the entirety of the show's run, and like how they were affected by the guy. I would believe them if they had come out and said something about what Steven wanted and what he didn't want. Then definitely, know, a, yeah, a, a lot of people that, and it's just like. A random fan that's just like doesn't like the 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 cgi spongebob show it's like okay yeah i get that the show is bad and it's not your thing but it's like not for you um and you have no right to say like this isn't what steven wanted because you don't know what you know what went down behind closed doors and you don't you shouldn't know it's not your place like you're not in that industry you just your job is to consume the media that they give out to you and you don't have to do that if it's not something you like and it's like crazy that you have to say that to people, mm-hmm. but some people just really need that talk because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they just grow up around this toxic culture and they think it's normal. Trust me, as as much as I love the internet, it's it's very easy to see the toxicity like really showcase itself when people you know think they know what's best, but you know at the same time you know yeah. the, the, I mean we say all this stuff, but there's a, definitely a lot of good to come out of the internet as well. Obviously, you yeah you know, you're here for a reason, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you can you can definitely build your career on the internet um yes. and i don't know how how stable it will be in the long run but right now it's it's a you know it's doing something yeah, I'm, I'm making a little bit of money i'm sustaining you know you some people that are working with me so it's it's good it's That's good for um to get exposure um and it's good to like get yourself known a little bit but yeah, it's like once it goes into that dark dark place where people just like are attached to your life it's just like you it it makes you want to run away and like live in a barn <laughs> you know what? i totally get where you're coming from but before you run away to that barn how about we actually get started with the postmodern yeah, art? Sure. Uh, i would love to do that there you go <laughs> let's get started with the postmodern art podcast welcome everyone i am your host nathan raglan uh feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer uh follow us on twitter at postmod art pod for future updates and guest announcements including today's guest <clears throat> she is one part of the <laughs> scumhouse studios and the creator of the animated internet sensation satina with the first episode having close to 10 million views on youtube welcome to the podcast art machine and lover of googly eyes hannah daigle how you doing today <laughs> hannah <laughs> I love that fanfare. Hello. Nice to, <laughs> nice to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for taking time out of your probably busy schedule right now to sit down and chat. I really do appreciate it. Mm. Uh, especially after all this time that I've yeah. tried to get you on the podcast. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, we've we've wanted to do this for a while, but I, uh, stuff I, kept coming up. No, so I completely now we're we're <laughs> the planets have aligned. So there you go. No, trust me, I completely understand. I was yeah. just gonna say I wanted to have you on for like the Halloween episode because you know Satina, you know demons. Halloween. Right, scary I thought, demons. Yeah, yes. I know that would have worked. But at the same time, <laughs> I know that life has a different way. And either way, it worked out in the end. So once again, thank you so much for taking time, Mary Day. Sit down, chat about your stuff. Uh, before we really divulge into what you've made, like say Tina and stuff like that, let's go back a little bit. I want to know the origin stories sure. of Hannah. What exactly got you interested in art and animation in the first place? Um. Well, I was born, popped out of the womb, and I had a pencil in my hand, and I was like, I want to draw. Um, <laughs> I had this, like, you know, <laughs> I feel like every artist origin story is basically the same. Like, they grew up watching TV, and they're like, I want to do that. And then, like, their parents encouraged them to draw, and then they, like, read how to draw books, and, you know, they started drawing while they were supposed to be studying in school. That's basically my story. Okay. Um. You know, I, I got started, like, my, my mom... Uh, there was a there was a period of time where my mom and I still had TV and I would watch SpongeBob and I would be like I I want to do this mm-hmm. and I made little um I made like little stories I would like staple paper together and I would like make oh. my little SpongeBob books and I would like make them go on adventures and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> so um it was I always thought that was very fun that was like a highlight of my childhood and of course my mom encouraged it that's like one of the main reasons why people are artists you know this is that they have like people in their family who encourage them to keep doing it. And I think that's really important. So yeah, um, that's what happened to me. Um, I, uh, what else, what else, what else? I, yeah, I guess, I guess that's my origin story. Okay. No, <laughs> Is I there mean, something specific you want to know? No, I mean, that's a good origin story. And I mean, obviously it's always wonderful to have that kind of support behind you more than anything else. When did it for you just become like a love for the stuff that you watch to more of a passion and a desire to make it an actual career? Um, I'm not really sure, like, exactly when the, like, the spark happened. Um, I always knew I wanted to be an artist. I was like, I, I, well, well, of course, when I was little, I thought, like, being an artist was just, uh, you know, uh, drawing a picture and having people hand you money. <laughs> and I guess it's, like, true for some people, but it's, it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought for a while that I wanted to go into comics. I'm kind of, I'm kind of still on the edge. Like I'm, I'm kind of an animator, kind of a comic artist. I, I like both of them a lot. But I, I would also read a lot of Garfield comics, and I would read a lot of newspaper comics, and I would, I would like try to make those. Um, and then uh, I think a little bit after that, I learned how cartoons are made. Um, like I would, I would watch like behind the scenes on my, my favorite cartoon DVDs, and I would be like, oh wow, that's that's how that works. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, it, the possibility of doing that myself became a little more real to me once I, once I actually knew it was uh, possible, you know, it's, it becomes more personal once you once you see it in that light, it's like, it's no longer just like something that you're seeing. It's like something that like you can deconstruct and, and like, you know, get into the inner workings of, and I think that's really cool. Oh no, absolutely. I was going to say, it's funny that you mentioned the behind the scenes stuff. I was basically the same way mm. with like films and such. Like there were times yeah. where like we'd get like a new DVD, something like that, or like we rent a DVD and I would be the one that watched the bonus features before I watched the actual film. Like that's how much I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, you got all of those bonus features on the DVDs, man. That's like yeah, something yeah. that doesn't really, uh, it's not really a thing anymore because of streaming. I mean, if they are, it's one of those, like, they'll promote it on, like, their Twitter page or something like that, where it's like, yeah, yeah check yeah, out this yeah. cool little behind-the-scenes stuff, or, like, it's upon, like, the actors or directors themselves to, like, post that kind of stuff out there, so. but Right. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned it a little bit with, um, like, SpongeBob and Garfield and stuff like that. What was exactly sort of a, less, uh, sort of a inspiration for the the style and the artwork that you produce today? Um, okay, besides Spongebob and Garfield, and I guess, I think those are actually, like, my two biggest inspirations, okay, <laughs> to be honest enough. with you, even though, like, the Garfield thing I don't really want to admit, um, but, it, like, the big eyes and the way I draw, like, hands and, and, like, the way I do shorthand for, like, fists and, like, feet and stuff like that, mm-hmm. definitely, like, solid Garfield roots, <laughs> if you like. There's no If you look at, like, mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah, I know Garfield's kind of like a meme now. People, like, <laughs> like to fuck, like, like um poke fun at it but um i i really like absorbed the art style for that thing um i also think like um a lot of other comics like uh calvin and Hobbes. i think that's like a big inspiration for a lot of people um my art style um what else 
there's always a bunch of them that I can't really, I can never really know how to pinpoint. I think regular show had an impact on me when I was a teenager. I really yeah, loved regular sense. show. <laughs> um, and whenever I draw human characters, that definitely shows up. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like the... <laughs> um, uh, Steven Universe too, I think, uh, impacted my art style a little bit. Um, Steven Universe, uh, I, I really liked like the first two seasons of that show because it was very, uh, the storytelling was very impactful, and I, oh, I wanted to like, I wanted to make stories like that. Um, there's also this comic uh, called Sakana by uh, Madeline Rupert. It's a web comic, um, and I think it's like my all-time favorite comic. And I think, I think if you look at that comic, you'll you'll find like the roots of pretty much most of my art style. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I read it. I read it back in 2016, and I just absolutely fell in love with it. And I don't think it gets a lot of love uh, in the in in communities outside of the webcomic community so I, I i try to take like every chance i get to promote it so go read sakana by madeline rupert um it's like a it has like i don't know how many pages it has but it's been running for over 10 years and it's very yeah. it's a very good story oh no absolutely as well as you definitely gotta link that stuff to me because i'm definitely curious more than anything yeah else. um yeah sure sure <laughs> yes um, <laughs> Well, I was going to say, well, now we're going to take all these little inspirations, blend it together, and produce, well, let's start with the big one, say Tina. Um, how long have yes. you had this concept, like, built up for? I remember, sorry, if, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, like I said earlier, I listened to the Newgrounds podcast. This was something that you've had sure. basically for a school project that's just developed from there? Yeah, it's it's always funny when people say, like, oh, this is my big, you know, this is my big claim to fame, because I actually haven't had say Tina for very long. Um, it was just like a... Uh, a product of my my college uh, my college assignment, mm -hmm. which kind of sounds cheap, but it's like it 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 started off as something very simple and it turned into something that's very dear to my heart. So it's not like you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, it's just it's just funny how how big it grew and mm -hmm. how quickly it grew um, because I had a webcomic uh, like before Satina that I thought was going to be my big claim to fame, and then right. I ended up dropping it for in favor of Satina. Um, and I guess we can get into that later, but yeah, uh, Satina, I, I think I conceptualized her in like 2018. So it hasn't been very long. Mm -hmm. She's, she's just a baby still <laughs> in every sense of the word. I was gonna say both figuratively and literally, I guess. So, <laughs> so. yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so when did it for you sort of snowball from this little, like, you know, project and concept more than anything else to something that was going to be like a legitimate product like a legitimate pilot made and everything um well i had i had the idea in mind that i wanted to do something more with it that other than just my student film like i, I was like eh, maybe i'll make it into a comic maybe i'll make it into a show like someday in the far off future you know how you know how it always is with your ideas you're like oh maybe this could be a show in the distant future but you never really think that you could just make a pilot like right now right. um you, you think you have to wait for like when you're big and famous or when you have a studio or whatever mm -hmm. um so yeah that kind of got disproven to me um when these people on the internet contacted me uh first of all <laughs> um i i had made my student film and i had made like i had put the the extended cut um on youtube because i had made the original for class and it was like a shorter version of what i intended because of time time constraints but i ended up finishing the whole thing uh on and i put it on youtube in uh when did i put it on youtube i think spring of 2019 um and it i i was expecting it to be like you know um mildly popular maybe a hundred thousand views but then it just kind of blew up <laughs> to uh, something unimaginable like yeah. oh my god i can't believe that thing has 10 million views that's a <laughs> lot of people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. um but yeah uh i think a little bit before that i had posted concept art on twitter of uh satina and her dad and mm -hmm. people really liked that like it was it was uh blowing up on my twitter and uh i think it got like five thousand likes in a day or something crazy like that and then it got posted to an anonymous uh, anonymous message board uh 4chan which i don't know if i should say the name of it but I'll, i will you can cut it out if you want to <laughs> but i uh, got posted on fortune anonymously and uh somebody from there uh saw it and they were like oh this is a this is a good concept for a cartoon um i, sh I should reach out to this person that, that person turned out to be my friend arnold who i'm still working oh. with today and he was like hey uh, 
would you want to make this into a cartoon? I'm trying to start a studio with a few people. And like, you know, I know some people who can help. And I was like, yeah, dude. Uh, and then we, you know, we got in contact with each other and we came, we became friends. I was helping them out with a, another little project they were doing. And then um, they just helped me make this whole pilot and they okay. helped me write a script. My friend, Jackie, uh, like he, he was really um, instrumental in helping me write the first episode. Um, so yeah. That, that's where it kind of became something more than what I intended. Okay. Okay. I just want to say you helped yeah. like answer like at least a couple of questions there. Cause I was going to say, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, cause yeah. you know, like you said, you know, thanks to that wonderful message board, uh, mm. basically scum house, <laughs> scum house was actually developed because of Satina. Like correct me if I'm wrong in saying that. Um, it was, it was conceptualized that like the concept of scum house was before Satina. Um, okay. so but it wasn't quite realized. I think I helped solidify it a little bit. Um, okay. I, I don't want to take too much credit for that, but uh, yeah, I, I think it became more solid after after Satina got created because it helped bring a lot of people together and it helped like solidify a lot of working relationships, uh, especially with uh, the three of us. So, yeah. Oh no! I, I absolutely. Um. So basically, yeah. so again, so again, we've gone from basically concept to like this, you know, the development of like an actual like working relationship I, sh I should say or i guess like basically yeah. there are people there's actually a force behind it like this thing's actually going forward um was definitely it uh <laughs> i was gonna say like the the concepts of like that like uh well i should say the pilot when did like was that the thing or when did that become like a reality the original like say tina just wants a glass of water oh yeah the pilot um so when did that become a when did that get finished? Yeah, when did that become like the reality or like the the first like true glance on the internet past like you know a random photo on Twitter? Oh yeah, um, I don't really know. I can't I can't really pinpoint it, but I think. Um, oh, hold on just a second. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I think I think it became it, it just kind of like exploded a little bit overnight, but I think like the. Um, you know the people who were who were garnering support for it on the message board. Um, they were like, they they kind of helped uh, spread it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really sure. Internet fame is a little bit weird and tricky. Like you don't really, yeah. it's kind of unpredictable. <laughs> like some things explode, some things don't, and you can't really predict it. You can kind of help it along mm. a little bit. You can help the process of like exploding, but you can't really predict like when the actual exploding happens. So, oh, fair enough. Um, I guess, yeah. I guess for you, like how surreal was it to like already be developing this like fandom behind it without like, with only just like what, a, a two minute pilot more than anything else? How, how surreal must've been for yeah. you to see that support like, build <laughs> and grow? Um, it wasn't extremely surreal to me because I was used to, I was used to like the fandom thing a little bit because mm. I had my webcomic. So I, I kind of okay. had a user base that way. Okay. Um, and that was a little surreal to me that, that it was like the thing that I made was growing and people were liking it. That's always a really nice feeling. Um, but I was like, it was, it was a little surreal how fast it was, I would say, because it took me a long time to build up the support for my webcomic. It took me like maybe five or six years before it really got traction. Okay. Um, and then Satina kind of happened overnight and I was like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but it, it kind of made sense to me. Like I, um, I think the concept is really, really cool and like it's it's kind of one of the things that's a little bit vague so you can take it and run with it you know like a, mm -hmm. a demon daughter and a human dad and, a, and like a, a demon queen mom like that's something that you can imagine a lot of scenarios with and i think people have a lot of fun imagining like situations for that um, which is why i love the concept so much um, and i think that's why it's one of the reasons why um it works so well is because it's so collaborative so it opens up a lot of ideas for the people with the people i'm working with as well I was going to say, yeah, it, it certainly leads a lot of ideas open. And certainly those, idea, those ideas yeah. will lead to a lot of great episodes, including the first one that's already yeah. been released. What was the process like sort of developing that first episode, the first like 13 minute one? Um, We wanted it to make, we wanted to make it a, um, like a Father's Day episode, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I actually, I don't really remember. I think I don't remember if the concept of like bring your daughter to work day or Father's Day like came about first mm -hmm. but i think we we just kind of ended up combining them and to, to us it was funny that like um <laughs> dave had to work on father's day 
because Father's Day always ends up on a Sunday, but like his work is so bureaucratic and terrible that they forced him to come in anyway. And they were like, okay, sorry, here, as compensation, you can bring your daughters to work, I guess. Or like bring your children to work. (laughs) So we don't look like terrible people. Yeah, yeah. So I think I thought that was kind of funny. Um, And that was was a solid concept for like a little... um, uh, for a little pilot, I originally wanted to do an origin story, and my friend Shaggy, who is very good writer, um, he's very talented at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, "That's a terrible idea. Never do an origin story as your first episode." And I was like, "What? What? Okay, fine." <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> but the the reason behind that is um, you're like, if you do an origin story for your first episode, you're basically giving away all the lore, and you're giving away like something that could build um, with your audience over over the course of like a longer period of time so like i don't know if you if you overload your audience with information you kind of like lose interest i think Uh, a lot of the time you lose momentum so you kind of want like a little a little glimpse into it as your first episode you want like you know you it has to be the status quo it has to set it has to set up like the norm for the show Mm -hmm. um so it it should be like a little a a look into something that's already happening rather than like setting up all this grand stuff you know does that make sense? No, it, it <laughs> That's a little perfect. bit of advice for people. I was going to say, it makes perfect <laughs> sense on my end. I totally get what you're talking about because it's one of those you want to hook them in. You don't want to, like, you know, overload them with a whole bunch of stuff. You want to give them a reason to keep coming back and yeah. see more and more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people who have these, like, really big ideas for shows and they, they have all this world building, uh, it usually falls flat on its face because it's just, like, so much information that people can't necessarily connect with. Uh, people people like relatability like first and foremost they like to connect with the material they're being given so like something simpler is always better in my opinion um because it it just like leads it it open it's it it just keeps things Mm open-minded you know well it's one of those so again you've had you got this concept for the the bring the father to work day and obviously a concept could take you so far but then actually putting in the work for it and getting it done is a whole nother thing what was the process like for you basically helming your first like full like production like this oh my gosh uh it was it was there were a lot of bumps in the road because that was my first time being uh you know quote-unquote showrunner and i was i was pretty much thrust into it um no no offense to anyone else i was working with but it was like whoa i'm just being thrown into this big project um and i I think i handled it pretty well i think everyone else handled it pretty well um but there were definitely a lot of things that we we look back on and say like oh yeah we definitely could have done that better we could have managed that better um so it was just basically a big learning process for all of us like uh making the pilot um because i made that on on my own completely Mm -hmm. that was a learning process for me but making this big 13 minute episode was a learning process for the whole studio um so it was it was pretty cool like we were all just basically learning um the workflow and how to work with each other and like building working relationships and stuff like that um yeah it was it was really nice um i don't regret any of it (laughs) obviously um but i i don't regret like any of the mistakes that we made because uh, we can just use those mistakes and, and like learn uh for the next episode we make um which we are making another episode i know a lot of people ask about that <laughs> but, yeah Exclusive it is happening. Here first, it's just taking a while <laughs> yeah yeah um I, and obviously like it was it was a very well done i mean with the mistakes of like that and obviously you brought some incredible talent on board with stuff i i won't talk about everyone that you brought on board because some of them you've already talked about in the Newgrounds podcast which i'll be sure to link in the description for the mm. people that are wondering but like how is it for you just to see like these incredible people that you know have done these incredible things being on your personal project more than anything Oh my god, yeah. Um, I had contacted a lot of animators that I had looked up to, mm-hmm. um, and people I had wanted to contact for a while, and it was just basically like, I was I was a little starstruck. I was like, oh my gosh, this person I've I've looked up to for years is working on something I'm making, and it's it's really cool. It's it's like especially when they're like, oh yeah, I love your stuff. Like you know, <laughs> it's really like what you like my stuff. Oh, I like your stuff. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> um but it's it was really cool like uh working with them and um you know seeing seeing what they brought to the table because everyone who was working on it brought something interesting to the table and i tried to play to their strengths and you know i assigned shots to people to certain people that were good at that particular kind of shot like i'm uh i'm pretty good at animating dave i think i i think i mentioned this on one of the podcasts i was on but like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm i was good at animating dave um arnold was good at animating satina and like 
you know, big grandiose action. So I kind of did like more smaller character interaction stuff and he did bigger, like, you know, more complex stuff. Um, And that, you know, we both brought those unique things to the table and we combined them. And it's just like, it, it worked out really well. Oh, no, absolutely. I think it worked wonderfully. And then some, because for those that have seen the, the episode, myself included, like, again, a lot of people just, just loved the, you know, the style that you had with it. The humor more than anything else was definitely one of the shining stars that you had with it. I mean, the, <laughs> oh, I, thank you. I, yeah. I was, was going to say, I can only imagine how the writing process was trying to get those jokes, you know, like landing just right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um shaggy and i were the two writers on that episode so like it was it was really funny i love shaggy um he like i would suggest a joke and he would be like what i don't get that like that's people are gonna think that's funny and i was like dude trust me trust me i want to put this joke in and then like everyone thought it was funny and he was like all right fine you you get this one (laughs) (laughs) like it kind of made him think like okay i'm probably i'm not going to be as harsh on her next time next time she like suggests something weird that i don't particularly think will work you know and i i had a lot of those moments myself too i was like oh yeah you know like i someone suggested something to me where i didn't think it was going to work but then it ended up working really well Mm -hmm. so it's like it's kind of a testament to like um that just trusting the people you work with and trusting their their instincts and their their respective talents um and yeah i think i think uh we have we have a lot to go in terms of like um you know writing the writing process because i think i'm i'm not too experienced of a script writer uh shaggy is a lot more experienced than i do um but i really really want to get better and i think like being under his training uh helped me a lot and helped me see like the structure of things a lot better so oh absolutely yeah it's it's really good i i can only imagine like you know like you said with with someone like with more experience like that just kind of like developing a lot more with that like it, it, in the end it's gonna create a, a a great product like through and through more than anything so i mean i, I know yeah I, yeah i know i can speak among the fans by saying we are certainly very excited but speaking of the fans i just want to know like <laughs> with again like i said at the beginning the, the pilot has close to 10 million views on youtube on news on new grounds they had mm. it like as their big banner and everything how like right how like what was your reaction to basically the fans reaction to Satina as a whole <laughs> um well we were really excited to see the reception of the first episode and i i can say that we uh we were very delighted by the reaction um we got we got some criticism too like some people saying like oh this could have been done better and that's that's always nice too like you can't always just have like glowing fan reviews right, and stuff right, like that you right. gotta you gotta you gotta have stuff like oh this could have been done better and uh, i didn't think this was very good and then you kind of take take those things into account for next time um so like yeah every every little bit of feedback um is great um i sometimes i just like going and reading the comments on the first episode and like still seeing what people think and you know it seems like people are really you know they really like the concept and they really they're they're excited to see more of it so that's that's what we want you know absolutely i I imagine that they're also very intrigued to see the origin stories based on the questions that they have about (laughs) one particular aspect that i don't want to bring up but we all we all know what we're talking about we all know what i'm talking about the age-old question (laughs) oh my god people just keep asking it like i'm going to (laughs) they they keep putting it in the comments like i'm going to answer them right then and there it's like no no that's the point oh you have to see you have to find out <laughs> what you need to do is just start like messing. i can't just give you give it away you need to start messing with them and just like for every <laughs> single one give like a different response it's like oh they they, they brought yeah. down the spirit of elsa from the the ice mountain or something like that <laughs> absolutely the, the, it's all about the storks the storks the, came yeah the they storks. like really messed up <laughs> uh a stork got uh, roasted over the hellfires and that one just happened to the lures. yes 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 <laughs> you know people can i i really like seeing people's fan theories and and seeing like how how right they are and how off they are like it's always fun reading those fan theories and seeing like you know oh you got it right but you you, you didn't quite get the mark like try again buddy try again <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should uh, maybe you should discuss it on the Satina fan forums a little bit there more. Yeah, the, the fan forums. I don't even know if those exist, but that would be cool anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if we dig far enough, I'm sure there's at least one out there. There's got to be like at least a Satina subreddit or something like that to where they're discussing this stuff. I think there is, and every now and then it, it pops up on Co again, and it's always it like 
I don't go and call myself. Um, mm-hmm. They're but I have a lot of friends who do, um, and they like tell me whenever someone posts something Satina related, and I kind of like dip into the thread and kind of silently read it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, all right, that's what people are saying when when they don't think I'm looking. <laughs> it's like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's like it just gets really weird, and I don't, I like, you know, I'm like, okay, that's enough, that's enough for internet for the day. There we go. <laughs> but, but it's it's always fun reading theories is my final point. There we go. Ah. Uh... If you want to leave your own fan theory, do it elsewhere, please. I I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> please post the graphic details of Satina's conception right in the comments below. Thank you. I will send you pictures. I will send you those comments if I get them. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Just send them in the mail. Send them in envelopes. <laughs> Yes, let me go and give you the P.O. Box. This is what you've done. <laughs> this, I'll tell you what, I'll even give you my email. Just this P.O. Box, one, two, three, nowhere, anywhere, uh, USA. <laughs> nowhere, USA. Nice. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I love Encourage the Cowardly Dog's House. Oh, yeah. there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Houston, yeah. yeah, Houston is not too far. Or, yeah, he lives not too far from where I live, so there you go. <laughs> Oh, cool. All right. You guys are neighbors. Yeah. Well, you can say neighbors, but I mean, you see the distance. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, like if any, anyone within a 50 mile radius is like counts as a neighbor, you know, nowhere. I think it's what? 55 <laughs> for me? Not joking. <laughs> you just, you just, <laughs> just missed the mark. <laughs> Darn it. Maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Uh, but anyways, come back down now. <laughs> Anyway, so mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. you got this incredible fan support for you know what you guys are going to be doing next, and I again, I I don't need to shower you with praise, but I will because it's my podcast and I'll do it. <laughs> um, I just want to uh, say thank you. I, I do want to say like for me personally, like more than anything else, the humor was like the thing that got me the most with Satie. Like the concept was absolutely great, but like the performances that all the voice actors gave more than anything else. I especially love the fact. Mm. I especially love the fact that you got voiceover Pete on there. Um, <laughs> psychic pebbles as well and then on top of that just brock baker with oh, his little yeah. ad lib like that was just golden on top of more than anything else <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. We, the the cast of characters we had was really fantastic like they um for for satina it was like um she wasn't as experienced as a lot of the other uh voice actors but she did a fantastic job like especially like doing that kind of voice for the first time mm-hmm. for for a prolonged for a prolonged period of time she oh, just yeah. really nailed it yeah. Um, and then Hans, I think Hans Van Harken as Dave is my favorite performance. Yes. Pro- I'm probably biased because I love Dave as a character, but I think his voice is absolutely perfect. Hey. And that was, um, uh, yeah, Hans was a friend of Shaggy, so he was the one who recommended me to him. And I was like, oh my God, like the first time I heard him, I was like, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. The, the, the one that I just yeah. personally love is obviously like, you know, don't tell me you forgot eggs <laughs> that, that is one of the best lines of the entire thing yeah 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 that's that was such a good delivery it was a perfect eggs. delivery so hands <laughs> you know I, I have to give a round of applause uh you know hands you know to, oh, to hans you. so <laughs> yes 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 shout out to my boy hans there you go <laughs> um yeah but like i was saying you, you know like again you got a perfect like with with satina you guys got quite possibly one of the perfect voice acting cast that you have the humor was on point mm-hmm. the delivery for everything was on point and like the the style of it was one that you know anyone could easily just sit down and watch so i to mm-hmm. see to see just how well it was it has done um i'm for one i'm certainly excited to, to see what's next for you guys as well and for any future just say tina stuff in general like i can only imagine what yeah, you thank guys, you so much i can only imagine what you guys have in the works more than anything else so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working on a cartoon called Naughty Boys right now. It should Ooh. be. Uh, we're we're slated to release that very, very soon uh, this month. Uh, it's not Satina related, but I think people will like it. Um, it's by it's created by one of our um, one of our good friends, uh, Goonshire on Twitter. Okay. Um, and it's just it's about pirates. I think I I think I mention that every now and then when I stream. But <laughs> yeah, we're very excited to release that. And then after that, we're going to f- go uh, full focus on like diving into satina episode two so 
uh, yeah, that's that's kind of our our lineup for now. Oh, but I'm glad you're excited. Thank you. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> I was as a matter of fact, since we're already yeah. talking about what's next for you guys, I was going to divulge a little bit more into Scum House as a whole, more than anything else. Because sure, you know, sure. again, you already talked about how yeah. it was basically like that. You know, it was already there, but it was solidified with Satina more than anything else. And, I mean, you're already mm -hmm. saying, you know. The, this new little short uh, Naughty Boys and then going all in on Satina. What more should we expect from the studio as a whole? Um, well, we also have, I'm not really sure how much I can talk about this. Right, um, right. But obviously. we have, it's, I'm going to talk about the ones that are listed in our bio right now on our, mm -hmm. on our Scum House Twitter. So, <laughs> so I don't get in trouble. But um, right. we're working on another one called Perfect Rock, which is a musical sci fi. Um, it's kind of like all the, all our new cartoons. Um, it's we have this little this little system in place that's kind of based on uh like what came about with Satina. So with every new cartoon that we make, and we have a few of them, um, we want to make like little three to five minute pilots first, and then uh, we see the reception of those. And if people like them, we make more. We make uh, we branch out and make like longer episodes and you know shorts and stuff like that. Um, I think some of the cartoons that people that uh, people are making under us, uh, people want to pitch to other studios and such like that. Mm -hmm. But um, like we're we're basically just starting all of them with a little three to four minute pilot, a la glass of water, uh, because that was a model that worked pretty well. Yeah, because it's kind of like it's a it's a little glimpse into like the show, and um, it kind of gauges people's interest. So it's it's a good model, I think, and everyone else agrees. So. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously you've seen the results of, you know, one little concept, you know, with Satina. Why not try to see, if, mm -hmm. you know, like I say, exactly if lightning strikes twice, but see if we can get a similar reaction with all these other amazing concepts from what you, you guys are talking about. So I, again, I know yeah, I'm the one that's certainly going to be excited to see like just more than anything, creators creating the stuff that they want to create. So try to say absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, um, like I was, we're, we're all a little bit worried about like the reception of this new cartoon because it's like, you know, it's not Satina, but I think, I think more than anything, people just want to see like, you know, cartoons that we create mm -hmm. and you know, if they, if they want Satina, they'll be patient and wait for it. Um, oh, yeah. And I think for the most part, our fans are pretty understanding. We know they're not like burning down houses, demanding more Satina, but <laughs> I think, I think they will really like this cartoon. Oh no, absolutely. If if I may mm -hmm. do this comparison, I didn't want to do it, but like obviously you see what Spindle Horse is doing, like they're making their own stuff aside from Hasbin Hotel. Mm -hmm. And but people are still excited yeah, for yeah. that, but they're loving the stuff that they're still producing. And hopefully you guys will have a similar effect with the wide range of stuff you guys are gonna be producing, so Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well uh, there's only one way to find out. We're kind of testing everything. <laughs> you know. If I yeah. may divulge a little bit, is there any chance that some of the old stuff that you've produced in the past possibly come into animation form? Like you mentioned before, the comic that you've had for five years, could we potentially see like an animated short out of that? Is it, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Fel uh, Felinia? Uh, Felinia. Felinia. Yeah, it's kind of a weird name that I came up with myself. <laughs> but, so everyone always pronounces it wrong. But uh, yeah, I I really hold that story near and dear to my heart but mm -hmm. it's something i made in high school when i was 14 so mm -hmm. the concept is a little flimsy in some parts <laughs> you know it's not like satina where i had this like vast uh mountain of knowledge you know right. and i was ready i was more ready to create something that i knew what i was doing with and with uh Felinia, it was like kind of just something i made for fun something you know you come up with when you're kind of a kid um and it's not that solid in some areas but you know I, I still think there's value to it. Um, you know, a lot of people, some of my close friends kind of like point at it and laugh, go like, haha, that's, you know, you mean a comic about furries. But like, I, I just, I, I really like the concepts. Um, and if I could, I would like go over and do like a whole new comic. Um, I would, I would redo it and I would like kind of build it from the ground up with all the knowledge that I've amassed instead of just doing it when I was 14 and <laughs> like clueless about everything. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't really promise anything in terms of like an animated format for Felinia, but um, I kind of want to bring it back. I'm kind of like keeping it on the back burner just in case, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it's one of those. I saw the the one that you had listed on your portfolio page, and I can tell you right now, like the the art style more than anything else. Like I love that, and like the story that went along with it. Like it's very well. Like I know you said this is like something that was like high school, something like that. The story's still like very well done. So again, applaud you for that one. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, people like it, so there's, you know, there's value in it, even yeah. though it's not like, you know, the perfect story. And I think, I think that can be, you know, 
taken as a lesson for a lot of other people like you know your your story doesn't have to be perfect people just have to like it right first and foremost absolutely (laughs) you know yeah um i was gonna say real quickly like you know to get back to you for a second so you said that you would like to go back with the knowledge you have now i mean you got you know animation comics painting all sorts of different aspects of the industry that you've learned to develop what's the key for Mm -hmm. you with sort of not only having this diverse diversity of knowledge of this talent and whatnot, but like being consistently like on par with it, with anything that you do. Um, I, I really like having all this. Um, I, I think having multiple skills is a really valuable asset, obviously, because, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do a little bit of everything when I, um, you know, for the cartoons that I make. So I, I was pretty much involved with every single aspect of, uh, of like episode one, mm-hmm. you know, I did the pilot myself, but like, um, all the, all the different departments, like, um, you know, cleanup and storyboarding and, uh, voice acting even a little bit, um, like, uh, editing, like Shaggy and I just like sat and edited it together. And I have a little bit of, you know, I don't, ha- I might not have like technical editing knowledge, but I do have like a sense of timing and a sense of like where things should be, um, you know, so just stuff like that. I think I think it's really valuable to like develop those skills if you have them, and I, I think it's really important to be diverse. You know, it opens up a lot of job opportunities for you, and like a lot of um, uh, like it's it's more efficient. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, like yeah. I, I know you know with you, you sort of like <clears throat> jumped head first into just you know producing your own stuff more than anything. But I think for a lot of people, when it comes mm-hmm. to the industry as a whole you can probably make the, the, you know, you can attest that it's, it's great to just have maybe not be the expert, but at least have a good general knowledge and be consistent with all these different areas and aspects of it. Because for you, for you as a showrunner, it certainly helped with making sure that say Tina was the product that you wanted it to be. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think I kind of like absorbed the talents of everyone who was working on it. Like, um, there was, there was a certain point where I had to, um, I had to make a few extra backgrounds and our background artists, um, we had two, we had pretty much two key background artists on our, on, on the show, uh, Anna and Lars. Um, and they, they had very unique, uh, ways of painting Mm. that I wasn't really familiar with. So what I did was I, you know, I had to like, I had to make an extra background for an extra scene or something. So I kind of like copied them. And I was like, okay, I'm going to study this background in particular and all the little nuances. And I think I, definitely definitely got better at painting just by like you know just by eyeballing eyeballing them and like kind of absorbing uh you know their 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 skills and what they brought to the table um animation too like when i was when i was cleaning up uh one of the animator shots i was like wow they did this really well i'm gonna like trace over all their frames and i was like wow this is how you do animation you know yeah there you go (laughs) like you learn a lot of this stuff just by um paying close attention to like the the people around you your peers and learning from them and i think that's really cool that's like one of the best things about working in a group with a studio and such no absolutely well speaking of studios let's let's dream up a Mm -hmm. little dream scenario here if i may let's say i'm mr okay let's say i'm mr moneybags executive i have connections to anyone (laughs) and everyone in the animation community all right I come up team like All right. I come up team like look for you and Scumhouse we absolutely love everything that you're doing right now and we want mm-hmm. we want to make we want to collaborate with you to make a wholly brand new product that hasn't been seen in the world what would be the dream basically Scumhouse new uh, show or concept that you would love to produce Oh my goodness um well I'm kind of I kind of really like Satina right now. Um, mm-hmm. People are always asking me like, "Oh, what's your dream product?" And I was like, I, "You know, something like Satina, I guess." I'm I'm just like pretty happy doing Satina. Oh, no, um, but I think the dream, I think the dream Scumhouse product would be something that me, Shaggy, and Arnold all really love. So like, um, we all have like really vastly different tastes, but it's it's really funny because we can talk about them and they like, kind of come together. Uh, Shaggy likes giant robots. Um, Arnold likes really obscure art house stuff. I just like I like really emotionally impactful stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think something that would combine those three elements uh, would be really cool. Like something that could like we could just we're all really really excited to work on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, yeah. I'm I mean, not really sure what it would be, but. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure, you know, whenever you guys, you know, develop a lot of this stuff a lot more, you know, five, ten years from now, maybe we'll see it without Mr. Moneybags having to help out. Um, and, yeah, maybe we'll be Mr. Moneybags. Yeah, maybe you guys will be Mr. Moneybags. Well, I was going to say, yeah. speak, speaking of five, ten years from the future, I'll ask the generic question. Where do you hope to see sure. both yourself and Scumhouse, say, five, ten years from now? Oh, man. Um, well, hopefully by then, Scumhouse will be, uh, we'll have established an actual location because right now we're kind of, um, it's a little bit, you know, remote. vague on where the location is. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's it's remote. Um, Arnold and I live together uh, with a few other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shaggy's still, you know, stuck in Africa and he's, uh, he's he needs to sort out like his stuff. Um, he needs to come over here. And once once he does that, we'll be able to, you know, you know, actually buy out a studio location and we'll be able to work there and go go to work there and hire people to work in that location as mm-hmm. opposed to just like kind of scrounging up a bunch of freelancers, you right, know, who right. all work. You know, there's there's like there's merit in working remote. It's um, you know, it's convenient for a lot of people who can't who don't have access to, you know, studio spaces, but um <clears throat> it's also convenient to just have everyone in the same room <laughs> like when when Arnold and I moved moved in together uh, which was very recently um it's just like the the productivity was like night and day you know like the productivity just increased a lot because we could just kind of turn to each other at any point and be like hey does this look good and then we'd be like yeah that looks good or fix this and then we turn around and then keep working you know mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing Okay. But yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully we'll all be in the same location. That's like the bare minimum of what I want. I think uh, if you asked Arnold and Shaggy, they'd be like, "Oh, we'll have fucking billionaires, and we'll be like, you know, have a mansion, have five mansions on top of our mansion, and then yeah." But it's just like I just want to be in the same place. Um, maybe I think uh, in ten years, maybe like we'll have made like a season of Satina or something, okay. um, and then we'll have another season of. We'll we'll have put out like our other IPs and stuff, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, I mean, you should be excited more than anything else. Like I said, with the support that you've already had so far, you know, if you guys keep down this, you know, path more than anything else, like it, it who knows what you guys could do? Who knows what you can't do more than anything else? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting. It's just like we're kind of paving paving our own path, and we're figuring out what we can and can't do, and it's just like. The, the world is our oyster. I don't want to yeah. sound cliche, but I don't even know what that means. The world is an oyster. Oysters are really gross. I, was, I don't want the I, world to be an oyster. I was gonna say I like oyster. <laughs> I was gonna say I like oyster crackers, but I don't know about an oyster on its own. So. Oh my man! Yeah, I love oyster crackers. I yeah. could eat bags of those, dude. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. The world is not an oyster. Is an oyster cracker because those things are a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> Oh yes, the world is your oyster cracker bag. Just dive right in, eat Just all dive, of them, eat everyone. <laughs> all right, nicer and sound like Lucia. Eat everyone. Um, anyways. yes, eat everyone. Consume, <laughs> destroy worlds. Consume yes. everyone. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Oh, uh, we do it. But there you go. <laughs> well. Oh. Anyways, as as we're winding down, um, I just have one more question I need to ask. Uh. Obviously, sure. obviously, anyone can make the argument, or anyone can easily say art is, you know, animation is art. There's no doubting that. Mm-hmm. How important is yeah. art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Oh, I think art's super important. Um, it's, you know, people rely on visual cues to, you know, for their everyday lives, like, you know, advertisements and billboards and stuff. Um, if we didn't have, if we didn't have those visuals, it would be very boring and very sad. <laughs> Um, I recently watched a video about, um, on like, you know, why beautiful things make us happy. And it's like literally been been proven that if you, if everything's just like, you know, industrial and gray and blocky and like all the same, like people, people's, uh, you know, their, their, their moods get impacted by that. We need color. We need like visual stimuli in the world. Otherwise it's just like, it literally impacts us on a physical level. (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 weird to think about um but yeah i think you know if we didn't have that creative output uh that that creative outlet um the world would also just be a pretty sad place you know yeah. we're just cogs in a machine but if with 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 stories and uh and art and like ways we can express ourselves it's just um makes makes things a little more interesting makes things like personal makes makes it like we can kind of take the world and make it our own you know 
don't right? know if that makes sense, but no, no, it, it, I was gonna say <laughs> it actually makes perfect sense. It's actually, it, it's it's a wonderful way to say it. I could not have think of a better thought of a better way to say it myself. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> uh, but with that, um, that's all the questions I have. Uh, all right. I just want to say thank you, Hannah, for taking time out of your day to sit down and chat. I've had an absolute blast with this conversation. And of course, I know I've already showered you with a lot of praise when it comes to Satina alone, but I was just saying, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll go ahead and say that not just with Satina, but with all the stuff that you've done, you know, it, it's easy to see kind of the, the style that you've developed and sort of the, the, the humor and the, just everything that gets blended into the art that you produce. And it's incredible to see. And it's, it's wonderful to to see sort of the success that's come along with that so far and i know i'm one of thousands if not millions at this point that's certainly <laughs> wishing for the best and hoping that this you know this keeps going up and i you know with all the freaking you know was it the stock market bs today or whatnot or recently <laughs> i I cannot yeah. wait! To, I cannot wait to see the Hannah stock go to the moon. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> People are going to invest in that. <laughs> People invest invest oh, invest in Daigle Coin, everyone. Um, <laughs> invest in Daigle Coin. It, it's got a picture of Satine on every coin. There the coins go. are real. I promise. <laughs> the coins are real. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for your kind words. It really means a lot to me. Um, mm. I'll be sure to spread the good word to my my crew members as well. Oh. But yeah, I'm I'm really glad that you're excited and. I hope I hope other this the sentiment is true for other people as well. I hope so. so thank you. I, well, thank you. Um, I do want to say as well, <laughs> as you're spreading that word out to the other members of the crew, if any of them want to drop sure. by on the podcast and talk about their experience as well as what they're producing, there is an open spot for any and all of them. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you should definitely reach out to them. I can give you their socials and stuff like that. I would greatly appreciate that. I'm always looking to, to right. like I said, I want to create a platform of, you know, giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. And especially with Satina alone, like if that's what they're doing, helping you out with something, I can only imagine what they want to do with their own personal stuff. So if any of them are oh, for sure. Yeah. So for those that are listening, if any of them want to come my way, do not hesitate to message me. Uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, if you go to the Twitter at postmod art pod, um, my business email is there as well. So <laughs> awesome. Yes. Nice plug. Yes. <laughs> I, I try i try <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm trying to get Absolutely. this thing. well speaking of good plug go ahead and plug yourself for the people that uh people at home all right cool um my my youtube channel is my name hannah daigle if you look up my name it's just there for some reason <laughs> i didn't make a username um my my twitter is uh hey daigle hey d-a-i-g-l-e um my instagram i don't remember my instagram but i'm if you go on my Twitter, you can see the rest of my socials because I have go. a big I have a big list of uh, all the stuff I'm on. So there we yeah, go. just uh, head over to my Twitter. I'm most active there. Uh, watch my silly little videos on YouTube.com if you if you must. Um, and yeah, thank you. Check out my other you know the other crew member stuff too. Uh, mm -hmm. Arnie Arnie underscore guts on Arnold's Twitter and uh, <laughs> Weezer Blood Orgy on Twitter. <laughs> Shaggy's Twitter. Um, uh... the, my favorite Twitter username of all time. <laughs> It's it's certainly up uh, there. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having me on the show. Really oh, enjoyed this conversation. And I do want to say for the people if they're wondering about you know links and all stuff like that, I'll be sure to have them below as well. So don't worry, you won't be too far gone. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm glad you had a good time more than anything else, and I really do appreciate, like I said, your t you know you taking time out of your day to just sit down and chat. I like I said, I had a blast with this conversation. So once again, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah no problem thank you uh do you have any final words before we sign off um uh a uh, uh, dingle dingleberry that's my <laughs> final word <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, i want to come never, up with a clever quip or something never oh, apologize you can dingleberry. You, fine dingleberry final word with that <laughs> dingleberry <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness with that, all I have left to say is Asuega Mimigos. Mm -hmm. Amen, brother. Mm -hmm.